Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they cause sadness or joy, from the flag to golden boy, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Either he will succeed or just suck. It's my co-host, Evan. He's got a new apartment. It's out on the escarpment. 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 And on and in his glove compartment are my songs. Aww. I'm trying to... It's my, my co-host, Hanker. <laughs> you forgot to introduce me. That's so important. Why would I? People have listened to this for 85 episodes yeah. now and still have no idea who the fuck we are. Why would I need to introduce you? Do you think this is anyone's first episode of our podcast? Ooh. Do you think someone's coming in for testing one, two, three? I mean, people might come in because of our guest today. Too soon to introduce him. We'll get to it. (laughs) Hold that back. Keep that in your back pocket, buddy. We'll we'll keep that in the back pocket. We'll teach like a pirate. But uh, do you think anybody's first episode is testing one, two, three? Uh, No. Okay. (laughs) So should we? You said teach like a pirate. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's uh, pedagogical. So you always, like, you have a hook. And one of the hooks mm-hmm. can be like, boy, I can't wait to show you guys what's in my pocket today. It's going to tie this whole lesson together. And uh, but, I, but I shouldn't talk about it now. We'll talk about it at the end of class. But, man, you guys are going to be so impressed by this thing. <laughs> uh, and then, like, just it's a whole book of hooks, basically. What is it, though? You know what? I'll show you at the end of the podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> finish this. I'm in. Count <laughs> me in. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I I really like introducing you before you introduce me because I always steal yeah, your. I definitely had the either he will succeed or just suck. I mean, I mean there's I, no better. It was an easy easy pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I always get to go first on the uh, rating, so I'm uh, don't get as good of a time to <laughs> think about it. Time to think. <laughs> yeah. You go first. So on the thing, really, you're second like, on the thing we prepare first on the thing we improvise. Right, which coming is up, truly so everything's coming up, Evan. And I, I know I could write them down beforehand, sure. but I, I, I like to never Me do too. that. Me yeah. too. Do you feel like you succeed or suck more often? On this podcast? <laughs> or just well, in general? I think on this podcast is pretty clear. Well, okay, we'll do both. Well, I mean, I always succeed in that like I fail up. Sure, you're a cis white male. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah, we I both fail, succeed. Fair so enough. we we always succeed, we succeed even when we're sucking. And suck. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so they don't good. have to be mutually exclusive. Sounds good to me. All right. We did it. We did Great. It. And is escarpment a word? Escarpment. I know escarpment is a word, but it's escarpment a word too. Escarpment? I can look it up. Is this important? Escarpment. Uh, so an escarpment. Uh, did you mean escarpment? No. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. The only one result is. Twin pack, two chamber, handcrafted bat house from okay, eBay. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get your it's probably like a batting term. Uh, I'm pretty sure a bat house. Bat collectors. Do you know what bat collectors are called? Inscarters. Inscarters. <laughs> I think. Inscartarians. Sure, that checks out. Um, wow. Okay. Do you have any other facts about bats since it's Halloween time now? Uh, bats can't actually uh, hear. <laughs> so echolocation is just like a fucking lie yeah they they, they trick you try to trick you that's interesting yeah they have the best eyesight of any nocturnal animal <laughs> wow halloween facts from evan dickon science <laughs> is a lie the and uh, they don't flat. actually have they don't have bones okay they're just uh solid all the way through wow it's just like how do they move skin th- all the way down i mean you can still move without bones like earthworms do it yeah you said they're solid all the way through yeah, which implies yeah. that they're like a statue yeah, I mean they're solid. They're just like a. I mean it's it's movie, it's magic. It's magic stuff, right? It's magic stuff. The moon, the moon summons them. Oh, I'm sorry. Bats are also magic. Uh, I thought that was understood. You're right. I apologize. You know who else is magic? <laughs> well, I could tell you who else is magic. He's a comic artist. He's worked on the Unbelievable Gwenpool and Adventure Time, and he's the singular mind behind Doctor McNinja and. He's on a new podcast, Rude Tales of Magic, the rudest possible D&D actual play podcast. <laughs> it's Chris Hastings. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hello. I'm very well. Thank you. 
God, Good. I've learned enough about bats for a lifetime in just these past <laughs> five minutes. Well, it's, we try to educate as well as entertain on this podcast. <laughs> yes. We're really an, it's an old pedagogical trick. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, will you go on to use these facts at a party or in your work? Um, I have a feeling if I repeat these facts, uh, I might land up in a dicey situation. Uh, I'm not saying I don't <laughs> trust your facts. Uh, I'm just uh-huh. saying that I need to independently Good. verify them first. Exactly, sure. and that's the trick, right? You come in in front of the class, you say everything wrong, and then when they're yes-anding you, they learn. Uh. <laughs> oh, I see. Because everyone's got their phones, they can look them up now. Right. So this was a lesson from you, Evan, about yeah. uh, about uh, trusting your source. Can't teach a teacher. That's what <laughs> I was saying. God, I can't wait to show you what's in my pocket. You're going to love this. Oh, oh man. Uh, Chris. Is it a um, smaller version of me? It, <laughs> buddy? Okay. It might be. It might be. Um, Chris, tell me, you are uh, you are a comic book writer. I absolutely love everything that you have ever written. Unbelievable Gwenpool is one of a couple comics that got me back into reading comics after a long, long period of time. Um, I want to know what do you listen to while you work? Working? Do you are you a working music person or? Uh, well, first off, thank you very much. Um, I I no, uh, it's so funny. I feel like Gwenpool is such a meta comic but that mm-hmm. it, it feels like it uh, shouldn't be the comic that brings people back in. But I do hear that. Uh, so clearly we did something right. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's, I think, I mean, I don't know how to say it other than like uh, you, you're, you are, there's the only trope that hasn't been, I guess Deadpool breaks the fourth wall, but not so hard as Gwenpool does. I needed something to, to shock my senses back into. Sure. There you go. Break so. the fifth wall. Yeah. Break, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And her, I guess her, her whole like, um, uh, thing is that she is a comic book reader like you who is come into the world fresh mm-hmm. uh, so that that might do yeah. it. anyway uh, enough about yeah. how well I've succeeded <laughs> in capturing the minds of new readers uh, uh, so what do I listen to um, I um, mostly I listen to uh, these days I listen to a variety of Spotify playlists like um, yeah. you know brain food or uh, deep uh, focus or uh, chill beats to study to. <laughs> sure, lo-fi yeah. hip hop. Uh, the girl in the yeah, exactly. sure, absolutely. <laughs> does it does it have to be instrumental? For um, you? What what? Usually it does. Yeah, I listen to a lot of movie and video game soundtracks too. Because like if somebody's talking, it kind of ruins my uh, yeah, dialogue yeah. brain. Um, but I will sure. also um, come up with playlists for specific projects. Um, I like to do I like to do oh, really? that a lot. Um, and those are generally really good for listening to while I'm just like walking around kind of brainstorming and not like terribly focused. It kind of just gets me in the right mood. Um, so I have yeah. like, I have a playlist, I think for pretty much everything I've written, uh, within the past couple of years. Um, wow, some of them awesome. are public on Spotify. You can look them up. Like I definitely have a public vote Loki podcast. I have a public Gwenpool podcast or not podcast playlist playlist podcast yeah god i do a podcast for every comic right now playlist <laughs> uh there's a there, there's a playlist uh for dracula gate there's a playlist for um i i made one for my upcoming quantum and woody run um that valiant is going to be unveiling to the public at some point until then it's just me who listens to it <laughs> right <laughs> oh they're going to they're going to publicize your spotify yeah, playlist yeah. uh yeah pu- <laughs> That's Publishers love that. Anything, anything where I can help them do free marketing, they're they're thrilled. Sure. <laughs> I wonder, as a comic book writer, 
I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. T- I swear, I can tie this back around to Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> the lead singer left the band like a couple years ago, and now like he sings Bare Naked Ladies songs, and the Bare Naked Ladies are singing songs that mm-hmm. he wrote. So like, ha- as a as a comic book writer who sort of, uh, I mean, came, I mean, came up with Gwenpool in a lot of ways, or or at least defined who mm-hmm. she is. Do you ever read any of the other writers who 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 write like the new run of Gwenpool? And and I mean, do you? I'm sure you're not going to shit talk them, but do you have like thoughts and feelings about like about the evolution of a character or the evolution of a property once it's out of your hands? Yeah, I um, it's it's a it's a really thing. It's a really fascinating thing to be going through live at this time. This this issue that I've been aware of and I've been downstream from, you know, like uh, I I don't know how Rob Liefeld feels about how I've written Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, other than at the time, I think he said something about only D-listers were being hired to write Deadpool. So Jesus. Oh. Well, we're having him on the cast next week, so we will definitely let you know. Are you really? <laughs> no, we're not. I was going to say, I, God, if we could get him, yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be stunning. Um, he he's uh, he's mellowed out a bit since then. Um, but uh, yeah, and then like you know, oh God, I remember Peter David was definitely not happy with how I treated Longshot. <laughs> Jesus! Wow. Uh, he he made that clear to my face. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, he didn't like, you know, yell at me or anything. But like, uh-huh. I it was like I was introduced to him. Uh, it was clearly the first time he had been told that somebody was handling Longshot after his X Factor run. Mm-hmm. Is it was X Factor that Longshot was on? See, that shows you. I didn't even. I didn't even remember. <laughs> it was one of the X books. He was on sure. an X team that Peter David wrote. It was very like it was really good and kind of defined the the Lucky Mutant character. And then like I was introduced to him by someone else like backstage right before a panel, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Chris is doing Longshot," and he was like, "Oh what?" Sure. <laughs> and then I told him the basic idea of what I was doing, and he made he made a real face. Wow. Um, so I've been the younger writer who has to handle someone else's uh. properties. <laughs> so um, I I really uh, I I'm really impressed so far with the people who have handled Gwenpool after me, and I'm happy that I don't have to be put in sure. these compromising positions. Sure. Like I really enjoyed West Coast Avengers. Um, oh my god, so good. Which, which Gwenpool was on, and it yeah. was like. She's not how I would have written her, but like I thought it like the arc was faithful and I think mm-hmm. that's all you can ask for. Like I right. really I'm a I'm a really big believer in like not staying true necessarily to continuity, but like staying true to the cores of the character. You know, like continuity is a prison. Um sure. and so it's like my Gwenpool story should not be act one to some other poor writer's act sure. two. Like sure. they get they have to do their own thing. And I really, really see that with the current um, uh, uh, Gwenpool Strikes Back series, like, mm-hmm. like, really, like taking off in a new and interesting direction. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm into it. Uh, That's awesome. It, it's nothing I would have come up with, but like, I really like the progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's it, it, it's those same ideas. I, lo- I mean, yeah, you and and it's interesting how they're kind of taking the young writers from web comics, mostly you and Ryan North, and sort of. Uh, you know the, the the next generation of of comic writers. I'm glad to see they're coming from different sources. Podcasts too. The McElroy's writing uh writing comics now. Oh um, yeah, I mean comic yeah. editors love to just pluck people that they like from other medium uh, sure. mediums. Uh, hmm. 
like I think yeah, like, especially like I know like Jordan White, um, who who originally hired me to write Deadpool after he enjoyed Doctor McNinja, and Jordan also hired me to do Gwenpool and Longshot. Jordan is probably the guy who has hired me the most at Marvel. <laughs> oh really? Um, but like yeah, but like Jordan also like Jordan brought in like um, uh, Penn and Teller to write a one shot one time like wow bizarre uh you know and it's like there's like there's this one i forget his name there's like a professional wrestler who is now kind of getting a wow. bit of a, a awesome. like like he's a good writer i forget yeah. his name i'm sorry but like yeah uh, i think it's really neat the comic writers come from this variety yeah. of backgrounds yeah i i look forward to evan and i getting to write ms marvel uh, in a couple months from now, they will surely pluck us from our miserable existence. And, oh, uh, I was going to say, was, when you say a couple months from now, it's like, oh, so you already have something lined up. <laughs> I mean, I got a bunch of ideas, but oh, I, see. I, I just got to pitch them. Uh, <laughs> Chris, I have a feeling that my geekiness over comic books has probably, uh, <laughs> all the BNL fans out there are definitely into it, but we should get to this week's song. This week's song is called Testing 123, and listeners, if you've never heard it, here is a brief sample. Okay, Chris, um, have you ever heard this song before I forced you to listen to it? Um, if I had, it washed over me like nothing. <laughs> sure, uh, which, okay. Which is also how I felt about it when I listened to it before this podcast. Okay, a cool, that's, a cool that's back. Fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's very inoffensive. I would say, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's pretty straightforward pop jingle, just straight down the plate. Well, you know, I, I, I do want to say it's a pretty straightforward pop jingle, but I think that they're doing a little bit of genre mashing here, because it's kind of country. I mean, you've got a little mm. bit of the twang in this song. I'd say it's no more country than, like, pre... Like, Hootie and the Blowfish... Like, pre... Post Hootie and the Blowfish, Dar- like Darius Rucker. Like, I, I would say that's very. I mean, like Hootie and the Blowfish country. Well, like, to be fair, the only Darius Rucker I know past Hootie and the Blowfish is uh, the uh, Bacon Cheddar Ranch Burger King <laughs> jingle that he uh, did. Yeah, great, great song, great song. Better sandwich. Yeah, better sandwich. Uh, um, yeah, but I don't know. And then it also had like these weird sort of like. They were like bloopy video gamey sort of electronic noises through it too. I that like were the, like, like they had that like nonsense intro that we're getting with a lot of these songs, which yep. I really enjoy. <laughs> Me the, like too. like this faux techno, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm bopping this. I'm really liking this. And then it just like, then it just nosedive for me. <laughs> sure. Like after that, I mean, it doesn't nosedive. It just goes into straight pop. Do you feel like? Do you feel like this song? It's like. Okay, so you get on a roller coaster. <laughs> you're going up this great hill. Click, 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 uh-huh. click. And you get to the top, and then it just levels off, and it just goes around <laughs> leveling off. And you get off on like the third floor, and then you just you get on the, sta- <laughs> the stairs. Yeah. And then you get to watch the cart go down this huge yeah. hill at the end without you on it. So, so yeah, it didn't, it didn't upset me, but like, yeah, it was just definitely uh, nothing okay. for me. Yeah. Wow. So, so both of you were kind of on the the nothing train with this one. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, I didn't hate it. It's another. It's I, obviously I, another Ed song. Yeah. I think the lyrics are more interesting than the melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. I. What, what stood out to you about the lyrics, Chris? Um. Well, that it, he's clearly struggling with like how he presents <laughs> himself to the world after sure. this pop hit that he maybe doesn't <laughs> think 
properly represents who he is. Right. Yeah, we are going back to the well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has been... Stunt came out it's in 1998, been. so it's it's been like six, five, six <laughs> years since the release of One Week, and we are still meditating on how much One Week has affected their lives publicly yeah, on at albums. This po- at this point, they're not one-hit wonders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're past one. Yeah. Hit yeah. Yeah. They had other they had other hits too, but like clearly that one like completely changed their life in a way that maybe he doesn't <laughs> feel honest about. Sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, we've we we kind of talked about it a little bit on the episode, but they kind of wrote that song as a B side, and the label kind of pushed them to make it the single, and then it, it blew up. So I I assume it probably is kind of a mischaracterization of like you know who they are or what they do. Yeah. And best. I mean, we're starting to get a feel for like I mean, actually, we have a pretty solid feel for like Ed's sadness. Sure. Like since the beginning, we've had a feel for Steve's sadness. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I know everyone kind of likes me, but I'm really a piece of shit. Yeah. Like that's Steve's sadness, and Ed's sadness is I know everyone really likes me, but I'm kind of a faker, and I don't know if I deserve this and that. Sort of things so yeah that for me i can feel more like i don't feel deep down like i'm a piece of shit right and i'm like unworthy of love <laughs> yeah. but i can feel like that you know i don't believe like i deserve any happiness sort of thing because i'm not sure if i Whoa. worked hard enough for it i mean that's yeah. a very american feeling like this sort of like protestant work ethic sort of thing where you come home from work and you, you've done a lot of work but you're like ah oh, god i don't know I don't know. It's like a white collar thing. Sure. Right? Then you have to work on your podcast and you have to work on your yeah. stuff for your band. And then you have to, you feel like you can't stop you working. You can't stop working. <laughs> sure. Days keep coming. They don't stop coming. <laughs> they don't stop coming. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I felt like that line was so out of place. Like it's a song about fixing the mistakes of your past or at least kind of like remembering them better than they were. Mm-hmm. And then we have this like this, this thing that's just kind of coming out and saying like, you know, this was a mistake. Like if we're living in the past, I'm soon gone. Kinda like the last time With a bunch of really fast rhymes If we're living in the past time Soon gone Like, I, I will no longer be relevant, or I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it seems to be what he's saying is that he has some ideas about how he can live more honestly or present mm. himself more truthfully, and he's sort of, like, meekly saying, all right, I'm going to test this out. You know, uh, yeah. is anybody hearing this? Is anybody into this? <laughs> yeah, but it's so weird because him testing it out is just him talking about. I mean, it's not testing out his real persona. It's him just saying like, "I fucked up. I fucked up." <laughs> <Then> like, <laughs> it's just sort of a mea culpa rather than a "Here's who I am." Right. I don't know. Have uh, you look contemplative? It seems. It, I mean, I don't know. I I have no like, I don't want to say empathy, but no understanding of like because musicians as compared to other sort of art like you could be Mm -hmm. a painter or a author or you know a comic book writer or anything like that and you're you don't really need a public persona yeah as much as somebody who's like a a front man for a band yeah yeah yeah. so in these days of social media though i think i think yeah and that's that's what i was thinking is like yeah you kind of still do need a persona but it doesn't i don't think you're not front and center like say uh you know ed is i guess yeah i mean Mm -hmm. we we have to consider context too i mean everything to everyone came out in 2003 so social media i mean at this point was not a thing facebook was just getting Mm -hmm. on its uh on its on its feet and um, yeah, I don't know. That's it that's was just a uh, a thing for rating how hot women were. <laughs> yep. No, it was a thing for discussing the Iraq War and our feelings. <laughs> there, did you see that no. thing? Oh yes. Okay. We're oh god. All caught up on. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm so happy I I deleted my Facebook years ago. <laughs> it was a good good choice. Yeah. I'm still stuck in hell because I need event invites. Yeah, event planning. <laughs> and I mean, I just I my block finger has gotten so much. Like I just 
<laughs> block. I'll block anyone that remotely offends me, and I'm done. Like Can it's, I ask so, you, it's so easy. Which what? finger is your block finger? What do you use for? It's my secret finger. <laughs> oh, the eleventh finger. Eleventh finger. My, I'm a fan. I open my mouth and it just slowly creeps up my throat. <laughs> the back of your throat. Um, speaking of things we don't understand, I am totally at a loss for one of these lines. Oh, he's, is it? Uh, um, go ahead. I wrote. Uh, let me see if I can. He's everything that you need. You, you wiped out, out on your, your ten speed. Neither he'll succeed or just He's everything that you need. Wiped out on your ten speed. And either he will succeed or just suck. I wrote, what does this even mean? <laughs> Chris, do you have any read on that line that can illuminate us? You know, sometimes the words just sound nice next to each other and you go with it. <laughs> right. But, and, and that's, that is 100% valid, but good God, isn't that exactly what he's arguing against? Yeah, I was going to say, like, is that a meta commentary on <laughs> one week where his part is just nonsense? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's he's struggling with his problems without even realizing that he's doing it right then, you know? Y- yeah. Oh, boy. So this is even darker than we thought. <laughs> he's showing us his dark side without even realizing he's doing it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, what about where he says... Maybe it would be cool if I rocked it old school. Try and break a gold rule and a sweat. Maybe it would be cool if I rocked it old school. Try to break a gold rule and a sweat. Uh huh. Does he want to hurt people? <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like the golden rule is like do unto others, right? Isn't break that what it is? Goal. I didn't even think about that. So like he wants. Yeah, to- he he wants to like he wants to like steal someone else's like work and screw them over <laughs> and like. Sure. He wants to covet his neighbor's wife. <laughs> Wait, sure, are the gold rules the Ten, no, commandments? ten commandments? No, no, that yeah, golden rule uh, comes after and supersedes the, oh, the other ten. Okay. Got it, got it. Uh, sure. Go back to church. Thank you. Go, <laughs> thank you. This is the message that Chris wants all of our listeners to know: is go yeah, back to church, people. Yeah, back, this, yeah. The show comes out on a Tuesday. You got like five days to prepare before church day, so get it going. Um, yeah, and and he of course would break a sweat if he beat the shit out of people around him. Yeah, so I guess. yeah, Stole I think that line one hundred percent tracks. Uh, I actually I did love the um, uh, the whole uh, uh, verse about uh, the songs being in the glove compartment, um, where you know he he had a, a girlfriend once or a significant other, some sort of you know partner, and he wrote songs about her that were coded like uh-huh. most of the BNL mm-hmm. songs are. She discovered them and deciphered the code, the BNL code, eventually, and then began to hate them. Evan, that's us. We <laughs> decipher the code and then begin to hate the song. She got a new apartment. It's out on the escarpment. And in her glove compartment are my songs. She hasn't even heard them since she found out what the words meant. She decided she preferred them. All wrong. So... But is is that a callback to like what was that song? was a Stephen Page song in the car was that the one where the woman hears the songs on the radio and oh shit yeah you're right we have talked about that before in a previous song yeah. I felt like and this is going to alienate our guest a little just for a second I'm sorry but I felt like this one had callbacks to a bunch of songs mm-hmm. like I feel like the narrator was similar to uh, the for you narrator he wears a mask wherever he goes he wants to express his true self doesn't know if people respect or understand it uh, does he want to he kind of wants to reverse time to reinvent himself that's a little little bit of the next time narrator and also Stephen page and, and yeah so I, I i mean there's a lot of like this is ki- this is kind of a uh, a mountain of bnl tropes that we're just piling into one the thing song. is like it if we were very charitable we would call them callbacks if we would not we would say that he's just pulling from the same <laughs> this is a like, crutch this is the same pull right <laughs> yeah 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 it's true boy at what point at what point does 
a callback become a crutch that you lean on? Uh, it depends. Are they gonna? Do, is it a good job? <laughs> is it a good song? <laughs> Most media is judged by that. Boy, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, yeah, there was. Uh, what other? Is there any other uh, lyric stuff that you guys wanted to touch on? I thought I, I had a shit ton of stuff about the instrumentals, but like the lyrics for me were more interesting. I thought the choruses were too wordy it felt like ed on the on the choruses like i don't know um but besides for that i i didn't really have a whole lot about those um anything else that that stood out to either of you folks well you already touched on what is an escarpment <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh that is the use of a rhyming dictionary is what an escarpment yeah, clearly is. yeah it's yeah a steep slope caused by erosion Fuck that. That's the worst Oh, lyric. that's a nice place to have an apartment. That's yeah. a great, <laughs> great view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's waterside and eventually water adjacent. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. It, yeah, sounds like it's a, It's maybe uh, up in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, it's overlooking a cliff. Uh, yeah. Sounds, sounds great. Sounds enviable. Sounds like <laughs> she's moved on and he hasn't. I bet he's referring to someplace in Edmonton or something. Oh, yeah, for you. What's the what's the Canadian equivalent of the Hollywood Hills? The oh, uh, Vancouver somewhere, right? <laughs> sure, the Vancouver. Like Hollywood, ho- That's Vancouver's make, the Hollywood of Vancouver. Yeah, they make movies Canada. there. That is the place that I want to grow up and fulfill my dreams. I, I'm sorry? Vancouver. <laughs> is this a song that you yeah. wrote just now? No, or? it's a great song. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but boy, that is like he had, she got a new apartment and then he's like, I want to write about the glove compartment. And then he just opened his rhyming dictionary. It was like, apartment compartment. Punch it up for me, Saker. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I will punch You're it up. You're the rhymester. I am a rhymester. Uh, here's yeah, what... Saker furiously <laughs> opens up a rhyming dictionary. <laughs> here's, here's... Come on. you. I would say uh, she got a new apartment mm-hmm. um, adjacent to the department <laughs> store Ooh, her glove compartment. <laughs> no fuck. She doesn't know what farts meant. <laughs> she doesn't know what farts meant. <laughs> good. It's all good. Did you hear that polite laugh you just got? Hey, I just, I did search for um, uh, uh, apartment on rhymezone.com. And the first example is she got a new apartment. It's out on the escarpment from testing one, two, three by Bare Naked Lady. Oh, they, wow. Yeah, no they one do. else tried. No one else tried. Is this an episode of the Twilight Zone? Are we just going to slowly <laughs> run into more BNL as we go through our day? I think that's how it works. Um, um, my tip. Uh, call it a flat. Call you it know? a flat. Call she it a got flat. A new flat. You got a lot more options. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, and she got seventeen cats. <laughs> She's moving. She on. is fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I felt like lyric. I mean, not really lyrically, but it, it, in a very BNL sort of twist. There are so many pivot lines in this song they they appear to be playing around with the would i be in the clear line because they go would i be in the clear b Gin the testing one two three would i be in the clear he is everything you need we recognize my favorite one would i be in the clear g when he calls the listener of the song g what a like this, the lyrics for G this stands one. For good, good person, boy. <laughs> yeah, good person. <laughs> um, I I did think that breaking a rule in a sweat was a fun mixing of metaphors, yeah. despite the the very obvious threat that it entails. And I will say that, like Janet Varney, when she was on our show, her thing she was a hundred percent correct in that you can understand every word they say. Like I know a lot of uh, musicians have sort of mush mouth, or oh, yeah. you know, like they oh, lean yeah. into this stuff, but. Ed is crystal clear. Like, yeah. I have never Beautiful had a hard time dictation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he enunciates. 
<laughs> I heard his tongue move in his mouth. It <laughs> grossed. It it procked my uh, misophonia. You can um, you can hear the tapping of his tongue against his teeth. <laughs> the uh, what's that? Uh, the the tongue, the te- the tip of the teeth. The <laughs> hobbits, Hall, Harry, <laughs> ten thousand roaring orcs. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's in roaring orcs. Uh, there, there are a lot of, uh, the chorus feels like a straightforward pop song here, but I thought the verses did not. Right. I felt like this was a weird mixing of like, we want to make a pop song, but we also want to say something. In- this felt like a shittier version of pinch me. I think all the places that pinch me succeeded. This did not for me. Wow. Okay. What, what were the themes that it hit on? Well, because Pinch Me is this, about existential sort of angst over success that you don't feel like you've earned and you just want to go back a to a simpler time. Yep. Yeah, okay. And then this is basically just a, a slight riff on that. Uh-huh. Where it's like, yeah, un- uh, what's it? Stolen stolen Valor. Stolen <laughs> Valor for, for, for what? For, uh, the one-hit wonder sort oh, of phenomenon. Sure, yeah. I just like, sure. he doesn't feel like he's earned it and he wants to do something new, but he doesn't feel like he can. Yeah. So he feels sort of trapped in this role, just like he did in Pinch Me. Yeah. Yeah, boy, you're right. This is kind of a very... So here's... And I think this is just a less successful version of that. And again, you could call it a callback. You could say Ed is pulling from the same thing. And I, I again, this is... I didn't say this is a horrible song, but it's definitely that, that roller coaster that's straight on straight away <laughs> sure but it's got a good view you can yeah. see the whole park yeah. from up there yeah. <laughs> but you take your kids on it yeah um yeah i guess boy and that makes me feel weird because not to tip my hand on the rating but i think i like this song more than i liked pinch me i, mm. I actually really liked this song um well, they didn't do the spoken word rap so that's uh that's a mark in its favor sure yeah absolutely the the <laughs> I mean, that would be really incongruous with the message here, right? Like, spoken word rap <laughs> sucks, and then have a rap breakdown well, until you get it. to the uh, um, video. But we can touch on that later. Sure. Well, we can touch on it now. Okay. Um, so this is the the second single from the album, and it's it has. It a, shouldn't have been. It, Maybe Katie should have been the fucking <laughs> first goddamn single. It has a video. Uh, Chris, did you watch? I, I did send you that video, correct? I watched the video. Yeah. So what did you think about the video? Straight off the bat. All right. So. Um, <laughs> I thought the chalk instruments were really neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I thought that with the the style of the sort of stop motion with the constant erasing and drawing and the movement, it felt like the video had a, had the energy of a far more hyped up song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. Despite the main character in the video being like the depressed, strong, sad looking lump. Yes. Boy, that is, there's no moral, no message to this song. Her life yeah. just sucks the, the whole way through. For the listeners, the song is, if you haven't seen the video, listeners, it's just, uh, it's basically the BNL boys on a blackboard. Yeah. And Ed is drawing things on the blackboard, and they are, I think, torturing a uh, made-up woman. Yeah, I wrote it as the, the video equivalent of, of music video yeah. equivalent of Saw, or like some and torture I really board. Did, I really did like the, the chalk instruments. I think that was pretty cool. Except you got that, you kind of got that thing where you could kind of see who was good at acting and who was not. <laughs> sure. uh, that's obviously funny. just like, obviously just filming them without instruments like those pictures that go around that hit the hit social media every once in a while people without out um cell phones right oh yeah so some people just look real weird yeah and then this is uh it's kind of like that and i think ed does a good job tyler does an okay job and uh, is it steve or jim no it's steve who just looks real uncomfortable oh does he yeah it has to be green screening your instruments in has to be an uncomfortable exercise for like just just strum and we'll we'll figure it out in post like you're giving a lot of trust to the people who are doing posts on this video yeah. and they're like sort of at like they do that thing where the only thing i remember it from is like 
90s and early aughts horror movies where they like speed up the film and play it in reverse. I wrote the exact thing. If we looped new music over this, it would feel like a horror film. Yeah, it's like nightmare speed. So you'll see like their heads like spin around really fast, like that really yes. scary like thing where you, you get to sit like, I think like that J-horror trope where like, sure. and it's American J-horror where like the, the girl, little girl's face and then all of a sudden it like, jolts in a hundred different directions and it's a scary face but yeah. they do that constantly in the video I'm yeah like, what, what's going which made me think that they're like so are they when they're talking about testing one two three are these people are they playing like cruel god to this uh <laughs> tiny because the girl shows up and they grow her from a test tube right uh-huh. so they've created her uh, then they steal her cat <laughs> then they send her to a beach a coconut falls on her head uh-huh. she gets a concussion forgets everything then they make her watch tv till she collapses sure then they let her die, but they bring her back. Uh, she's in an apartment, but she can't unpack. She th- they throw a phone at her because mm-hmm. she doesn't have hands. So it's just like throw it out there. Alien abducts her. Tornado what? grabs her. They send her to the moon. She falls back to Earth. She falls all the way back to Earth, <laughs> then explodes. Then they put her underwater. She yeah. is obviously dissatisfied. They give her a credit card. She buys a bike, but she doesn't have legs or arms, so she can't ride it. She falls That was off. her fault, to be fair. Then they give her breasts. <laughs> like full frontal nudity. Yeah. So she can so she can get cat called cat called and harassed. <laughs> then they take them away. Then they kick her out of her apartment. She tries to get into their concert. They give her a bike, but again, she can't do anything <laughs> with it. She crashes her bike, and then she exp- her, then she gives a sad face. Her last expression is sadness. Yeah. And then then, then they blow her up and yeah. erase her. That's the end of your life. And and not only does she just blow up like a drawing, it's like they place an explosive there. <laughs> right. They purposefully destroy her. Chris, well, this is a great question for you as a writer. Do you uh-huh. feel like an evil god when you hurt your creations? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> okay. um, I don't necessarily feel anything about torturing characters. Um, But I feel more, but like I do get a sense of glee knowing that like if I make an audience cry or something (laughs) like um, I do, I take an equal amount of joy in like writing something funny uh, as I do something that is effectively sad. Sure. Um, But uh, so that that's all the evil godness that I think goes in (laughs) there. I'd say taking taking pride in making people cry is is pretty evil god of you. I think that's yeah. yeah, to not just your characters, but you have a godlike power over oh emotions are a way sure, for yeah. us to become a god over other people. <laughs> All right. I, I said something, I am 14 and I am deep, sort of like. What if the color right. green I see isn't the same color green you see? I just lost me 101. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, in the, and of course, the last thing I think we could say about this is in the fast rhymes part, the lyrics it's to right. one week yeah, are on the board. The yeah, okay. Who cares? We get it, Steve. He Ed. makes it, it's, it's like, in case you haven't gotten it, <laughs> yes. I'm going just, to literally write it out for you. Just FYI. Well, yeah. As far as BNL videos go, again, I feel like this is upper middle. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, would this is a good video? No. Is this a bad video? Also, it's, no. It's not, it's all been done. Yeah, it's it looks not, like, it looks like it was done cheaply. Yes. And, uh, easily. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on YouTube, it has thirty thousand views. Oof, that's right. especially since not, it's been not out a for lot. Sixteen years, too. Yeah, not a lot yeah. of people have seen that. Ugh, that's really sad. <laughs> um, but you know, I think that's that's. I mean, we we we're kind of on the the decline of BNL's popularity with this album, and it's only going to kind of go mm-hmm. downhill even more so from here. I really like this album overall. Me like, too. Even the songs I haven't liked 
are I'm still okay on them. But that's not, I mean, absolutely not indicative of like, mm-hmm. if, if this is the best album, doesn't mean it was the best selling album. I don't yeah, think. That's fair. Yeah. So, um, so uh, some stuff about the instrumentation for this song. Uh, there are so many, I thought, like cool little weird instrumental things happening in this song. Um, there's like, you know, on the Got a New Apartment verse, there's like the guitar is doing like a weird like pop do pop like part Mm -hmm. and there's a weird bizarre like sound effects sample like womp at the end of every line there's just like i i I feel like it could have dived into overproduction here Mm -hmm. but this the the producer ron anello who we've talked about before just loves to throw weird weird bizarre shit Mm -hmm. into these songs i think it matches also it matches pretty pretty closely with bnl boys themselves yeah they love to just sort of experiment and toss instruments in yeah 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 i think a lot of that left with andy cregan but there's still a lot of experimentation going on i think in their in their music yeah i would say that's true and there is like i said before there had this song just all the songs in this album have had a depth of sound that i haven't really noticed as much in previous albums sure like they, they just feel deeper to me and i can't really speak to anything beyond this like ephemeral right like, we're not music this is yeah. the stripped down no nothing podcast right, right? <laughs> chris do you have any musical background out of curiosity could you help us on can you help <laughs> us please so we, we, we're bad at uh, our podcast <laughs> not enough to reach this level of sure. discourse over their instrumentation i um i played the trumpet for many years okay um, and got pretty good at that and then went to college and then didn't have a a proper outlet for it so it's it's fallen off but that's that's pretty much my musical background so what uh, and i don't want to out your age but what decade did you go to college in if you don't want to <laughs> you don't mind uh sure i'm 36 um okay and uh all right yeah so, so I, I was in college uh from 2001 to 2005 okay so you're right you're right in that ska period too so you could have <laughs> you could have like backed right into exactly that. i i <laughs> yeah. uh, in fact i i even said that like to you know my high school band instructor i was like yeah i'm gonna take the trumpet with me and hopefully find a ska band in new york Uh, (laughs) oh man and i didn't because i liked ska at the time but i did not find a ska band to join with yeah they were sort of ska bands were sort of hard to find in the like they they had a precipitous drop off (laughs) after like 99 2000 Yeah, Go figure. Really, just missed it. Just missed it. Yeah. <laughs> just missed your chance to be, instead of a comic book writer, a ska legend. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. We yeah, still you, know, you know, we all love the trumpet players of uh, <laughs> the ska band. <laughs> the star of the ska band, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this... Uh, all right, this, like, let's talk about, like, uh, just top five trumpet players in less than Jake. Uh, I know I've got my <laughs> list. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh, Jake. Uh, oh, yeah, great choice. Uh, sure. No. Uh, there's some guy. Uh, um, the beer is that? No, I, <laughs> is that an artist? I mean, the only oh, trumpet shit. player I know off the top of my head is Vincent Nobile from the Pilfers. Like just, and he was a trombonist, not a trumpet player. Oh, okay. yeah. You're, you're <laughs> doing like way better with my joke question than I could have possibly imagined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I truly, I don't even know if I looked up a list of trumpet players if I would recognize. Ah, shit. Fuck. Okay. So here's Louis my Armstrong. top five. Top five in less than Jake. Dizzy Gillespie, Louis Armstrong, <laughs> Miles Davis. Oh, Those yeah. guys were in less than Jake, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a. Oh man, I, this song could have used some horns. Every song could horns use horns or horns. strings, man. Horns and strings. You gotta, you gotta add it in. But no, I don't think it could because I mean it could have obviously, but <laughs> like I don't think this song needed depth. 
Yeah. Which is what, which is what a, bra- but a brass section or... But you're saying it did or, have depth yeah, of sound. Yeah, I'm saying it already had enough depth okay, for okay. me, personally. I don't sure. think it needed strings or horns to, like, bring that out. But there's no such thing as overcomplication. You keep adding things, it keeps getting deeper mm-hmm. and deeper. <laughs> Just put some uh, put some strong bad quotes in there. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> he was kind of not popular. Like, I don't know, was, was strong bad a thing back in the... 2003? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I like so, I said, I know, yeah. that the the chalk drawing thing looked a lot like strong sad uh, <laughs> it kind of did yeah yeah i could definitely see maybe that. that's why he's so sad because he had a beautiful woman that he was in love with and then they just destroyed her oh this was strong sad's girlfriend yeah this is probably taking place in the strongiverse, <laughs> in the strongiverse. or whatever they whatever <laughs> they call that place like cheat town or whatever it's called sure well you know the jump is not that far are you ready for this strong bad mm-hmm. strong bad did music videos for they might be giants Everybody who is on our podcast list, they might be giants with bare naked ladies as two people they listened to in high school and were there. Yeah, I mean, that's easy. easy. Yeah. Easy jumps. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> quickly and boring. Bare naked ladies once did a concert in Luchador masks. Uh-huh, and were there. <laughs> uh, there are cool harmonies on the bridge, but nowhere else. Um, I, I really love the counterpoints of the melody on verse three when they were doing the na, 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 na. I thought that was really, really mm-hmm. fun. Um, I feel like there was a lot in this, like, song that they did once and never repeated like i i did feel like they would touch on things and then just move on to something else Mm -hmm. which struck me as weird but like i didn't it kept me engaged Uh, by the way of i can't wait to show you what's in my pocket at the end of this podcast you i was just starting my eyes were just starting to glaze over (laughs) um there's lots of breakthrough moments that could be the end of the song where they'll just like stop <laughs> please, and then be like, I don't know, then start up again with a big with a big bang, uh, as the Big Bang Theory theme song tells us often. Real quick, there are a couple live versions. The bathroom session, the entire intro was skipped. Of course it was, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. Ed really countrifies it up. Oh, yeah. It sounds like country version. Live, um, they change uh, in her glove compartment is my thong. Which is very, boy, oh boy, did I have a hearty chuckle. Tyler working out on that (laughs) right there, huh? Uh, After the soon gone, when in the actual song, it'll have that weird video game noise. I think it was Kevin that went, boop, 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 boop. It makes a (laughs) a mouth noise. (laughs) But it's real low energy. I thought live, they they did a low energy version of this Well, I feel like this is just a low energy song. It's as poppy as it is. I feel like they just seem tired to me. Here's like the, I think like they needed a little bit more rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Although Ed is cute as fuck in this song. Is he cute? Yeah, like the like the his him in the video, like with his big baby blue just uh-huh. in front of the chalkboard, giving you sort of that soulful stare. Like he was, he's fucking cute. He's I a did, snack. Did not I did not uh, I did not note that. Well, Saker. I yeah. You know what though? Here's the thing. I do this What's song that? at yeah. karaoke not rarely. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not hard to inject it with some energy. I don't know. I, I think this one goes over well. I don't. Do you think he did it low energy because he didn't like this song at all? <laughs> I don't know. Or the song made him sad to sing. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, hey, Ev. Yeah. I know there's one more thing we have to talk about with this. Oh, as always. Go ahead, listeners. If you've never heard, this, if testing one two three is your favorite episode, <laughs> is your first episode, uh, you should know that all of these songs are written about '90s anime. First off, what the fuck is wrong with you? Second off, <laughs> these are all written about '90s anime. First, one, nothing's wrong with me. Two, nothing's, <laughs> nothing's wrong, wrong with, with me. me. Something's got to be. But uh, yes. So so Stephen Page and of course all the BNL boys being huge, huge, admittedly huge anime fans. Stephen Page hate watches it. Everyone else loves it. Thank you. Uh, they wrote this song about, of course. 
be Shoujo Senshi Sailor Moon. Uh-huh. And can you tell us a little bit about Sailor Moon? Ed? I certainly can, if uh-huh. the listeners don't know, because everyone knows the Venn diagram between anime fans and BNL fans sure. is just a perfect circle. Sure, sure. <laughs> so it is about a young-ish girl, Usagi Tsukino, uh-huh. who is a high school girl who gets to meet a talking cat, and the talking cat reminds her that she is actually... Sailor Moon. Right. Or <laughs> Queen Soldier Serenity. Soldier Moon. Sure, sure, sure. Battle Battle Ninja <laughs> Battle Angel Moon. Right. But uh and then she and her companions, various other sailor planets, uh Sailor Mars, Sailor Mercury, etc. etc. I have all the names written down, but I don't think I need to go through an exhaustive list. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> they battle the, the agents of the Dark Queen Kingdom. Sure. And uh, defeat them. It's sort of like a Voltron thing without actual... They never assemble. No robots. Yeah. yeah. And my son loves it. And uh, his favorite phrase now to yell at me is, I will punish you! Which I fucking love. He, he leaves off in the name of the moon. He just says, <laughs> I will punish you when I do anything he doesn't like. Sure. Uh, this is a pretty one-to-one read of the lyrics, I would say. Yeah? <laughs> Evan came in and said, I have no idea how we're going to do Sailor Moon for this, but we know the boys watch it. They mentioned Sailor Moon on one week. We're yeah. t- lots of talk about forgetting the past. Mm-hmm. Just like Usagi and company forgot their time with the Silver Millennium on the moon after their resurrection. There's lots of talk of rebirth. Resurrection coming back as something new in this song, yeah, right? and I was thinking, like, even when the when the first run of the series, season one of the series ends and they all have to go back to real life. Yes. Only Sailor and I think... Does Tuxedo Mask remember? Uh, no, Tuxedo Mask reverts to Moonlight Night during the Doom Tree saga. Okay, okay, yeah. So he, so she remembers everything, but the uh-huh. other Sailor Scouts are back alive. No, she having... doesn't remember everything, anything either. I Luna thought... has to. Luna's the only one who remembers. Okay, that's this what is, it is getting too deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cat, the cat remembers. Yes, uh, Usagi so. wants very badly to abandon her past and act like a normal high school girl. For example, if I acted less like me, would I be mm. in the clear? I think that's pretty clear, right? Sailor like the, Moon in the clear is a reference to, of course. Um, L. Ron Hubbard's religion, Scientology. <laughs> Scientology, sure. <laughs> she, wants to, she wants to be wholly clear. Uh, Sailor Moon deals with time travel, and we talk yeah. about reversing time in this one. Uh, Henri Chibiusa arriving from the future to get the power she needs, and later Sailor Chibi Chibi doing the same God. thing. Um, I think Sailor it's just Chibi it's Chibi. very plain to see yeah. that this was written about Bishoujo Senshi Sailor Moon. I think so. And um, I, I had one question. So if Pluto isn't a planet anymore, what happens to the Sailor Scout? Okay, was Sailor Star Healer a planet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, does she get downgraded though? To I don't know, like, because the Sailor Scout, the Sailor Scouts, or the Sailor Warriors, uh-huh. soldiers are all planets, uh, right? Uh, not More or necessarily. Less. More or less. Yeah. Okay. So like, she becomes Sailor like an understudy Sailor or something. Chibi. Yeah. See, no, I think you're already falling apart by not knowing that there's 900 Sailor Scouts. <laughs> well, I only watched the first like season sure. or series. Sure. You know. Chris, are you an anime fan? Uh, some. Okay. <laughs> um, I would uh, I would say, however, that um, perhaps uh, Sailor Pluto's um, powers being around is maybe an argument against uh, the planet's downgrading. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, a pack of scientists can't you know uh, depower a Sailor Scout. Uh, that's <laughs> that's up to the cosmos. That's correct. <laughs> Fuck so, you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Watch some anime. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. So he. So we we should uh, make an argument. Uh, Strongly worded letter to the National sure. ad- uh, Heavenly Advis- Advisory Board or yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> Heavenly Advisory Board. I'm sure, is there's, that some, I'm sure there's some international organization that, that categorizes yeah. planets. Yeah, and, I'm sure. You know. Those are the same people who sold me my star. They allowed me to name it, and they assured Ooh. me that no oh, one yeah. else could name yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> um, all right. I think it's about time to get around to rating this song. All right, so for our first-time listeners, of which there are hundreds, and for our guest, uh, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The less clothes a song is wearing, the better it is. The more clothes, the worse. So as usual, we'll give our guest a little time to think. Evan, we will start with you. 
darkness. <laughs> I open my eyes. I've got a headache. Um, I'm like, I feel something like wet on me. And I like look around. I'm in, I'm in a room, but there's just light coming from all sides. And I look and I'm like, look down and it looks like I'm covered in like saran wrap. And there's like some sort of gel under there. And I like reach up. I'm like, what, what's going on? And I feel like I have a nosebleed and I reach up and someone shaved my head. And I feel <laughs> like a, I feel like a scar there and like a soft spot where some, they've removed a part of my skull and put something else in there. I'm like, what's going on? What? And I kind of fall out and fall on the ground and there's all these things stuck to me like uh-huh. uh, like electrodes and then like little like needles and i have to do that thing you know in every like horror movie where you wake up and you you've got the, uh, the uh, um, iv iv in there and i'm like ah, and the needle <laughs> pull the needle out and i'm just kind of like stumbling around and i'm wearing just saran wraps so you can kind of see me <laughs> sure. you kind of see me through this um like layer of it but it's i'm still basically mummy wrapped so the only mm. thing visible is like my head and there's this window on the uh like a, a one-way mirror mm-hmm. and uh um, i'm like looking in and i'm just like banging on it yelling at it and uh, no one comes out and uh finally i like go and rip up the table and just throw it at the mirror it smashes and of course behind it is another room okay exactly the same <gasps> are as you my in the room. cube <laughs> is that i what? am in <laughs> 2000 or what is it 1998 something uh canadian tarsim Tarsim sings it is a canadian oh is it tarsim sing the the cube i don't think so i think it was way before tarsim sing but i can see (laughs) but go ahead keep going i thought it was his first i thought that was his breakout (laughs) jennifer lopez uh directed by vincenzo natale okay i'm thinking of a different thing then Uh uh-huh anyway so yeah um it's just uh so i break out and long story short I'm in a con- <laughs> I'm in hell. So wait, how you're not clothed at all though? No, I, I'm or not saran wrap. I am. I am. It appears like I'm not clothed because this is a hit, right? This is supposed to be a hit, right? And but it's it's clothed all the way around. It's oh, covered in saran wrap. we can see everything. We can see them trying to make it into you can a naked see it, but song. It's all blurry. It's like sure. you, know, it's, you know, it's the scene where someone's like skinny dipping or something. Sure. And you can kind of see it just below the other. Sure. It's like the. Uh, Ja- the original Japanese Sailor Moon, where they had like those semi-nude scenes where she's like taking a bath, and in America they, they just like put the they put the bubbles up, bit, sure. or they uh, they change the color sure. of the water so you can't even see the hint of it. Um, for me, darkness. <laughs> Cut to me crying in my bed. It's just my life is so hard i have obligations people some people think of me as that bare naked ladies guy who has the podcast some people think of me as that dumb nerdcore rapper who has that band some people think of me as a teacher some people think of me as a father a husband it's hard i have all these masks and i feel like none of them are myself and then i go to sleep i cried myself to sleep that night and then i I come to, and it's still darkness, but I'm starting to gain my, my, my understanding of, of what's around me. And I realize that I am on the, the top, the rooftop of the biggest building in town. And I am looking down over the building and I can feel something behind me. And I look back and I realize it's a cape fluttering in the breeze. And so when I take off all of my masks, I am the masked nudist (laughs) so my whole thing is i have a luchador mask on and a cape and i fight crime all night long and that's it and nothing else but i do it in unconsciousness Uh, i might have you know big old luchador boots too but absolutely nothing on my torso legs or arms uh i love this song i think this song is great uh i was a big fan um it does have a cape a little too much ornamentation on it sometimes Mm -hmm. but uh but i thought it was fun i thought this is a really cool song uh viva la masked (laughs) nudist <laughs> go ahead chris <laughs> all right uh i'm not entirely sure i understand the uh the rules of this scenic approach um but i i do understand 
the clothing metaphor. So um, <laughs> I would uh, I would say this this experience is uh, you know Donald ducking it. Um, oh. You know you've got a really nice uh, a crisp white sailor's hat, uh, a, uh, a pressed. Uh, perfect sailor shirt with shined up buttons and sure. a and a and a beautiful uh, neckerchief, and you're not wearing pants. Uh, your 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 butt and genitals are exposed as well <laughs> as uh, shiny legs. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm I'm putting it firmly in the middle. Yeah, that's a fifty fifty. I would say right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like a sailor on shore leave. Like a sa- well, we mentioned the word sailor a lot in this episode for it having nothing. Sailor Moon, Donald Duck. It's fine. Chris, Twice. Thank you so thank you so much for being on the show. What uh, where can people find you online? What do you have to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me online uh, on Twitter. It's at uh, Dr. Hastings. And uh, my main thing to plug right now is the Rude Tales of Magic mm-hmm. podcast. You know, we're, we're an actual play D&D podcast, um, but we're all comedians. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's very funny. Mm. Um, I play a disgraced, uh, failed lich dandy called uh, Frederick de Bonesby. <laughs> and... Um, I also my my next comic is Quantum and Woody from Valiant, and that comes out in January. So, cool. Very time exciting. to tell your your local comic shops that you want it. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on today. We yes, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Hey Evan. Hey Saiklin. What you been up to? Chut you been all over the plate. <laughs> chut you been on a car. Chut you been in the streets. Chut, chut you been in the sheets. <laughs> I want to chut you been in the streets, but a chut you been in the sheets. You know me. You know how it goes. Um, I think. I don't know. I think I'm a little too tall. <laughs> For what? It's just life. I bumped my head on the door. When? Here? No. Uh, at work. Okay. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I saw it was weird because I saw a friend. Like I saw a friend coming, and usually I duck in doorways, uh-huh. just reflexively. And so I saw a friend, and it distracted me from a normal duck maneuver. So I just smashed my head on the doorway. Stormtrooper, it, it was hilarious. So I was like, "Hey, Andy, how you do?" Poof. Oh, Done. did you pass out? Yeah, I passed out, and I woke up in a <laughs> woke up on the advisory board for um, the. Uh, whoever people try to get scary stories off the <laughs> bookshelves in the in the Scholastic <laughs> book fairs. Sure. Like, so you woke up on the parental rating board yeah, for like, like people 19- who get Where's Waldo pulled like off the shelves. Why would you get Where's Waldo? Because there's like butts in it. There's right? a, a woman like sunbathing and her uh, butt is out or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Where's That's Waldo was the best fucking book. I love Where's do you remember the Where's Waldo cartoon? Where, well, well, where, well, well, where is Waldo? Where is Waldo? <laughs> is that really the theme song? You don't know. That's the song that came to my mind when you said that, <laughs> and I think that's what it was. Where, well, where, I, I, I'm not going to pull it up. It's not worth it. <laughs> um, but yeah, do because how do you make a, a story out of Where's Waldo? Okay, you have these iconic characters, but you need to pull in the idea of searching for something. Right. And do you remember how they did it? Like, it was like just freeze-framed, right? And they would have a slow pan back, back and, and forth, forth across this long screen and they'd be like, no, I don't even think there was music. It was just quiet contemplation. It's weird because, like, Waldo got the show, right? Yeah. And, and there were only, like, those five Where Waldo's books or maybe three or four. Oh, I think there were, like, ten, weren't there? There's the red one, the blue one, and the yellow one. 
I, I like, no, where's Waldo in in uh, time, which is what got me wanting to be a historian. No way. Yeah, that's what it was. Because I used to sit there and look oh at. God. I just would look at those things forever, forever. And I remember specifically the Japanese one. I remember I can like pick that out in my mind. Wow. Like where it was too. Or actually, it was like during the Sengoku period, and a bunch of like like uh, daimyo were fighting, and where's Waldo was some for some reason in there. Is that, that one is called Where's Wally Now? Where's, where's Waldo Now? Where's Waldo, no. Where's Waldo Now is the blue one. That's the one where he's just Where's like Waldo a, Now is the one, Stone Age, Riddle of the Pyramids, Ancient Rome, Vikings, uh, Crusades. Okay. So that's, yeah. It's I just remember them by book covers. Yeah, there's only not, seven books. You were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there's not, a, there's not a ton of them. Yeah. So like, it, you'd think that like a ser- that would be so easy to do a series like that. So the guy or the woman or whoever did it must have just stopped doing it and not wanted to do it anymore. Like a whole like Gary Larson, Cal- like Far Side, even though that's coming back. I guess so. It was Martin Hanford. Yeah, um, Martin Hanford. Yeah, lots of red herrings. See, here's the thing is that in every other country, his name was Wally. He was Where's Wally in every other country but America. For some reason, we changed his name to Waldo. Well, is Martin Hanford American? Martin Hanford is English. Okay. Chip, chip. So we changed it to Waldo. Yeah, why? What's what's the difference between Wally and Waldo? Why would they change that? Waldo sounds more... S- nope, doesn't... I'm like, it sounds more serious. I'm like, nope, Wally and Waldo is the same. Yeah. I like, if your name was Waldo, you'd probably go by Wally. Yeah, probably. Like, Wally is short for Waldo? Waldorf? Y- Waldorf, probably, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Wallingston? Wall- <laughs> Wallington Stein? Womberly? Um... Yeah, it's just, it's a weird, because then you'd have to go in and change the text of all the books and like... They didn't have much text. Well, yeah, but it's work. I mean, it increases the production costs. Well, it must have, I don't know, like, we'd have to go into like some alternate universe to see whether Where's Wally would have sold better. And here's what's even more strange. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Waldo's nemesis? The uh, yellow and black striped guy? Wario. (laughs) Waldo. Waldo. His name was, very close, Oddlaw, which is Uh, Waldo backwards. But... His name was Oddlaw in every territory. Huh. What the? F- why wasn't his name? Elaw. El- yeah. <laughs> Elaw. Elaw. <laughs> he could be dressed as a cowboy. Yeah, and Waldo had like a dog too, right? Uh, the dog's name was... Uh, the, and Waldo had a... Woof. Wilhelmina? His name was Woof. Of course. They're all W's. Uh, Wilma was Wally's Wilma. friend. Okay. Uh, Wenda was also... Oh, was w- Wilma's twin sister and replaced her twin sister in uh, for In Hollywood. What? How strange. Huh. Then there was, of course, the Wizard Whitebeard. Yeah. There were Whitebeard. the Wally Watchers. You know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I liked the history one, and I liked the yellow one that had all the like fantasy stuff in it. Yeah. And sci-fi stuff. Uh, actually, I lied. In international editions, Wally has often been given a name change to the local language. In Afrikaans, he was Willy. In Croatian, he was Jura. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Probably Wura or something. Uh, in Estonian, he was Voli. French, he was Charlie. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> France. Get your shit together. Charlie. In Italian, he was Ubaldo. Ubaldo is a delight. Oh, man. I could go through this page for quite a while. Yeah, this sounds like a... This, we should have a podcast where we just... I think that's most podcasts where they just read Wikipedia the whole time. That's like true crime podcasts and stuff where they're like, yeah, this is what happened on October 8th, 1999. A man? 1999. <laughs> um, a man with a plan. Panama. Ev, do you like books in general? I do like books, but not all books. Well, Some books can be bad books. Really? Yeah. 
that's why you were on that committee to get the bad books. Gotta take the bad books off. Can can I tell you about a podcast about a certain book? Can we just agree that scary stories to tell in the dark, the stories themselves aren't that scary? I've never read scary stories to tell in the dark. Don't. Okay. I mean, read to your kid, but like, they're they're kid stories, right? It's the art that is terrifying. Um, did you see the movie? Yeah, the movie's great. Is it really? Oh yeah, I loved it. Oh cool. It's like a it's a kids movie, but like a teen movie but it's got some genuinely like scary stuff in it is it a uh is it a a movie without a through line it's just the no 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 vignettes no. it's it's not vignettes it's a it has a through line it has oh a, it does a, a, full, a, full, yeah, it has a whole plot interesting they, but they bring in half a dozen of the spookier uh, sure. things uh nostalgia as i always say is a toxic impulse ev do you think i would enjoy it without having read any of the books it's a solid horror movie, but okay. you know, I wouldn't. If I were picking horror movies for you to watch, I wouldn't pick that one because I've got a lot more that I really actually do want you to sure, see. Sure, sure. Okay, like One Cut of the Dead. You got to see it. You told me. You texted me about it when you were watching it. You yeah, said it was good. It's fucking great. Um, well, here's a scary book because it's got vampires in it. It's Summer Twilight Book Club, the podcast. The, oh boy, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read the, the description until now. I'm not sure if I can even say this, but I'll say it because they wrote the description. A podcast where two dumb bitches put their social work degrees to good use by discussing the horniest four books of their teenage years. Wow. Huh. So this is uh, Cat and Sahanna. What are people saying about it? Oh boy, let me tell you. As a former young vampire standing teenager that can in no way deny my obsession with Twilight, this both met my need for nostalgia and a critical feminist lens. Oh, cool. Um, This podcast is good as hell. It energized me to read Twilight for the first time, and I regret it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, So, so yeah. I'm really curious about, like, a feminist read on twilight because it's I, the only thing i've read about it is it's not right not so. at all <laughs> so if there's anything like they could like pick out of that that'd be interesting to see yeah uh well i think that you can i keep getting new podcasts to listen to <laughs> you can listen Go in figure. on the orange groves network <laughs> one of our many Where can i find the orange groves network you can find the orange groves network as as <laughs> help me the orange groves.com as a beast <laughs> as a beast you can find it as a story you can find it as a song uh, yeah, theorangegroves.com. You can uh, get to their Patreon through there, which I believe is patreon.com slash theorangegroves. Indeed it is. And you can join our Discord, the Orange Groves Discord, the link to which is in the show notes. Saker pointed down. <laughs> which is where the show notes are. Towards his knees. Uh, yeah, and if you if you subscribe to the Orange Groves uh, Patreon, you can hear... Um, can we announce this now, Ev? What? Every so often, we are going to be throwing up... We decided snack time was too important not to cover. Exactly. But we didn't want to do real episodes out of snack time. So we're going to be dropping snack time as little... Snack time snacks. Snacks on uh, the Orange Groves Patreon. Snacks talking about snacks. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Too dumb... No, I can't say that about myself. Too dumb bastards. Too dumb bastards. Um, So yeah, we're going to be dropping uh, each of the... I don't know what the release schedule will be. Probably one a month. So we'll finish it after we're done with all of the other (laughs) Bernicot Ladies albums. But every so often, we're going to be dropping little snacks on the uh, Orange Groves Network. You can also hear cut things from like other shows and bonus episodes and all sorts of stuff. If you give you little bonuses, little bonies, little boners. <laughs> we'll give you little boners. That's like a, a redacted Halloween skeleton's name. Little boner. Like in like uh, children's the 40s. Uh, children's yeah. yeah. You know, like I always have like a skeleton friend or something. For yeah. the, the witch has a skeleton friend in the, in the 40s. It's called Little Boner. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that people often pass around that uh, that Batman panel where the Joker's like, a boner. I'll show Batman a boner. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just, I miss the days when boner was, I don't miss the Language days. Language changes. Yes. I just wish that boner was still socially acceptable, but I understood that it was funny to me. So every time someone said it, I could laugh at it. <laughs>
Is that it? Did we do a commercial in record time? I don't think this was record time. No. But... Okay, we fucked up. Bye. <laughs> and we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we do whatever. Can people truly change? <laughs> and our segment for this week is I Have Learned. What lessons could be taken from this song? Oh, man. Wow. This yeah. is a big lesson song, this I would a, say. This is a big old song. I'd say, like, uh, everyone sees fame as something attained. It's the same lesson, basically, that you can celebrity. take from celebrity. Yeah. Did we do I Have Learned from Celebrity? No, we did okay. not. So yeah. let's pretend this is celebrity. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I, I, in my own, I can only relate it to my own sort of create creative stuff. And as I've gotten... And I'm sure I've said this on the fucking podcast before because it weighs heavily on me. But as I've gotten better and more recognized, and by more recognized I mean like dozens of fans. Oh sure. Like it and you know professional publications and stuff. I've gotten less. I feel like less good at writing because I feel I I critique everything more har- harshly and sure. judge myself more. Sure. Because before I'm like deep blop. I'm gonna get six dollars for this story. <laughs> So I'm you didn't get think. 50 rejections and I don't care. You feel like overthinking has ruined oh, yeah, yeah, your writing. hundred percent. Do you think that's the message of this song? Overthinking ruins. I think that um, there's a temptation to, and God, we've talked about all this before. Well, this that's, I mean, we talked about it in the episode, but this is just a pile of Vernick and ladies tropes, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is everything that, that, and it's, again, it's, it's sort of like pinch me like, well, this worked. Let's try it. Yeah. Although yeah, this that's isn't, true. this isn't pinch me though. Yeah. Pinch Me was a song I liked a lot more. But it's weird because it's simultaneously both This Worked, Let's Try It, and This Worked, Let's Never Do It Again. Right. Because uh, for Pinch Me Wise, they're saying, hey, this theme worked, let's try it. One Week Wise, they're saying, hey, this worked, but it doesn't represent us, let's never do it again. Correct. So that's a weird dichotomy for this song. What does the woman, what should the woman learn who got the new apartment on the escarpment? So I think her thing is you should never look and I wrote this in my show notes and I didn't say it you should never look too deeply into past relationships right. you should take them at face value because because looking too deeply into her past relationships rereading Ed's songs doing whatever she she became I think embittered to that relationship I would say like get be careful where, where you want to live because it doesn't <laughs> seem like a an eroded hillside does not seem like the ideal place <laughs> Yeah, I would say that's probably true as well. I would say rhyming dictionaries can be your friend. Can have, it be? have you ever had, and I, I, I don't have something in mind, but have, has there ever been something that where you've learned too much about a piece of media or something and oh, yeah. it, just, it just blew it for you? Sure. I think that's, that's the separating art from artist thing mm-hmm. now, right? I mean, uh, so many authors, I have to be like, fuck, I liked Ender's Game. Fuck, I liked Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I liked, you know, because you learn but too I much. I was thinking more of the, rather than the artists themselves, the the actual piece of art. Sure. Do you know the... um, Like where you like go and you see, you know, that like a famous uh, painting. Uh, let me think of a painting. Uh, <laughs> Mona Lisa. <laughs> Mona Lisa. Sure. But then you know that like she was obviously, based on her clothes and her appearance, uh, she was obviously a mass murderer. <laughs> And you can see the, the bodies of her victims uh, dancing in her eyes. So you don't want me to come something real? Because I have a couple no, real no, ones. No, please actually do real. I, I, mean, was, just, I was just vamping so sure, you sure, can sure. think of stuff. There's, there's some... There's some uh, the guy who composed the music for Resident Evil um, was deaf. And the music in that game is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And oh, no, because that's artist because it came out later that he wasn't deaf. He was faking deafness in order to be more amazing. That seems very Japanese, a very Japanese thing to do. Was he Japanese? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That seems very Japanese for some reason. Like, I'm trying to think of the plot of something specifically. Uh, I thought Hatsuful Boyfriend, of course, the pigeon dating sim was a very fun, funny game. I never finished it. Mm-hmm. But then I found out that it takes place in a post-apocalyptic future where humans are being experimenting on and being turned mm-hmm. into birds. And the ending is very, very dark. Spoilers. And you like get dismembered and like that made my enjoyment of the game a lot less. Thankfully I never finished it. So death oh, of the author, yeah, it was just well, a fun, funny, it. cute little bird yeah. dating game. Um, well, I don't like it when it gets dark. <laughs> I mean, I like it just fine, but I don't think everything needs to be dark. Mm-hmm. I think that's a trend that people go towards now is that like the grim dark is, is, you know, popular. Well, I think that, that especially with cutesy, funny stuff, there is that trend towards it as well. Because again, we've talked about this a billion fucking times, like comedy, tragedy and horror sort of are all sort of thing, sort of, various aspects of the same sure you know axes on the same uh, chart yeah. so adding one into the mix like you don't just want to put pepper in your fucking food you want to add like salt pepper a little bit of paprika maybe some but rosemary like you got to make us you got to make a spice blend and so adding a little bit of adding a little bit of horror adding a little bit of darkness makes the humor pop a little more i, I think I, i'm not arguing against that but insofar as your metaphor is concerned, if I don't have anything in it, I'd like at least just a little pepper. If that's the only thing you're going to give me, right. <laughs> I mean, it's better than not having anything at all. So I agree. You're agreeing with what I'm saying. You just disagree <laughs> with the way, I, metaphor. the way yeah. I said it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't, was there anything for you that's a legitimate real one or? No, I couldn't really. I couldn't really think. I'm sure I have them. I can't sure. really think of them, though. I, I don't know. Like just some. I guess the, the easiest thing would be something that just takes you out of the fiction. Yes. Like what do you like like a, a, a fourth wall breaking reference or something like a a pointed time sensitive reference and or... i can't really think yeah and i can't think of a ton of them off the top of my head again i'm bad at examples i guess but like having and i think i think that's a that's sort of an ignorance is bliss sort of thing where yeah the more you know about anything the more critical you're going to be of things relating to it. So, you know, I studied history for a decade and or Japanese history for a decade and decades. And so seeing like Japanese media or Japanese historical dramas or something, I can, something will happen. Like, oh, that doesn't, that seems anachronistic to sure. me. And that'll take me out for a brief second. I'm like, oh, get out of your fucking head, dude. Sure. So it's media. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I uh, like a, a rem- Perfect. Okay. Uh, since it's, it is October as we're recording this, you did not like um, Jordan Peele's newest one. Oh, uh, Up or no. Uh, uh. Not Get Out. The next <laughs> yeah, one. Get Up. <laughs> get Up. Get Up, Stand Up. Get Up. Get on up. Uh, what the fuck is it called? Out. Nope. Not Get Out, Not Up. It was one word title and it was called Michael Jackson they, Hands. They, them? No. <laughs> God, I can see the poster. It I, really and, and affected you. the word is you. just a blur on my... <laughs> yeah. I can look it up, but it's more fun to... Uh... Please, let's, just, let's just cut this whole part and just sure. cut to where we are saying the name. Uh, us. 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 Yeah, like Jordan Peele's new uh, movie, Us. Like, you didn't like that I because there was, there were some... Um, Part, parts there are some parts of the of the like the the conceit didn't hold together for you correct yes. that's i think that was your criticism it did fall apart for me yeah yeah and that that took you right out right you sure. needed some like logical consistency whereas i saw what they like this is something where me being a huge horror fan it kind of it kind of held together a little bit more for me right and especially that type of horror where they're like showing the chud yeah uh, videotape and like all those little nods earlier on i'm like oh that's what this kind of that's what this movie is going to be sure. about this what's, it's going to have like these plot holes and that's fine right so again i'm not like looking for perfect intellectual rigor for my my media but 
mean, that's that's something where it took you out of the movie but didn't take me out because i had more sort of background sure. in, the, in the genre and I'm, I'm perfectly capable of turning my brain off but right. i think when when something presents itself as not just popcorn fair mm-hmm. because jordan i mean get out was about you know we had the, yeah. the racial commentary and all that and i mean even us had Absolutely. social commentary and poverty and all this stuff and so so when there's something deeper i think i tend to you know if i'm going to see die hard i'm not gonna be like Bleh. He would cut his feet up real bad. <laughs> Why didn't he just slide his feet across the floor <laughs> instead of picking <laughs> them up, that dummy? But, like, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the way it's presented as well. Uh, where did we come from with this? Oh, we were using for examples of things that sure, take you I've out of learned. media. Yeah. Yes, okay. So That's what we've learned. I've learned. I guess. That I... <laughs> I did something. Maybe I learned. <laughs> okay. Uh, now's the time in the show when we take a bare naked male from a friend, a fan, a little chud. <laughs> if you want to email us, uh, we could use some more letters. Uh, our email address is it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. So get with us. This email is from Sonny. Sonny the Chud. Sonny the Chud. <laughs> That's a great, I like Sonny the Chud. Um, Sonny says, first, uh, sorry, the title is. Oh, hi, Sonny, by the way. Bare Naked Male. Oh, well, cool. Sonny does not start it off with hi. So I'm not going to address Sonny. Sonny did not address us. Well, I'm going to still say hi. All right, fuck, fuck Sonny. No, thank you, Sonny, for writing an email. First off, the BNL deathmatch in episode four, you will be waiting, off Maybe You Should Drive, is probably the best thing I've heard in a long time. Well, after thank the, you. After the deathmatch, you get an email. Side note Tyler as Predator Arnold is a fabulous image. Thank you. As usual, we record things and forget about them. I assume we were hilarious, but that's just because we always. <laughs> was that the death match where it was they were like wrestlers, or was that the death match where it was oh, like a? Um... It's where they were like dropped him on an island like oh, battle, yeah. royale. battle royale. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, okay. yeah. On another side note, uh, and you will be waiting. He said of our home and native land, and you guys are clearly not Canadian. It's a direct line from the national anthem, yeah. which is instantly recognizable. True. Uh, yeah, we, we were called on that on Twitter immediately. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. we were. Yeah, so <laughs> gotcha me. Oh, boy. All right, here's our Brandon Gamel. Also, I'd just done a Canadian read on like the previous song or the, maybe something <laughs> oh, like that. Oh, that's right. Like, the, like I was talking about the, like, uh, um, yeah, um, Quebec. Keeping in mind that I'm only on the second album at this point, Oh. do you think time traveling Stephen Page would go back in time to stunt and try to rekindle the band, knowing now what was to come in the future for himself and BNL. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. And if I'm ever in Ohio, I'll definitely have a beer with you. Oh, Sonny. Well, Sonny, love to. Yeah. Um, do I think Steve? Because we've talked a lot about Steve being a time traveler. Well, okay. So logically, mm-hmm. no. Because if he would have done it, he would have done it, right? If Steve is actually a time traveler and Steve actually wanted to rekindle the band they would be rekindled unless this doesn't work on a singular time thing right so when steve went back in time he jumped to an alternate dimension like back to the future so we're in timeline a Mm -hmm. and steve disappears in 2040 in timeline (laughs) a and he jumps to timeline b 1998 2040 yeah, that's when he discovers... So he's like 72 <laughs> years old. <laughs> sure. He's born in like 1970, yeah, He's already right? like 50 right yeah. now. This is bad. Anyway, so he goes back to 1998 and timeline B. <laughs> I want to be reconnected <laughs> with you. Do, but do you think he would? Do you think he would? Because here's the thing. And I talked about this in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Is that I went and saw Stephen Page last night in concert. And he was... He seemed to be in good spirits. He was having a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's... You think he's made peace with it? And also, he's a time traveler. He can do it any fucking time he wants. <laughs> so why go back and reunite Better Good Ladies when he could have joined? He could have made the ultimate supergroup. Him, Beethoven, Jimmy <laughs> Hendrix. Hendrix. 
the guy from Weezer Sublime. and Rivers Cuomo. No, Black Margaritas. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think he would. Here's the other thing. Bare naked ladies are earning. They're selling out. And they're selling out amphitheaters. They're selling well in amphitheaters. Yeah, they're selling. Right? They're selling mid-sized, mid-sized venues. They're probably earning quite a good chunk of change. Yeah, they're doing okay. Stephen Page is playing small, intimate venues. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as I talked about before, uh, a friend bought me the VIP pass. VIP pass was fifty dollars. No, nothing to sneeze at, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say there were about thirty people there who bought VIP passes, right? So that is fifteen hundred dollars. Did you feel important? I didn't. I don't know. $1,500, but Steve doesn't get all of that. Steve doesn't get all of it, but I'm sure he gets probably a good chunk of it, right? They're only using the venue for sound check and to say hi to people at that point, Mm. right? I assume assume the venue gets the actual ticket prices, Mm -hmm. but the VIP passes, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know about pre- concert I don't know pricing. either, but I assume Steve is But tell is me your doing... stupid story. No, that was it. I, oh. I'm saying that th- that's a good chunk of money, right? I'm assuming right. Steve is doing okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah he's paying for himself. And uh, I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he would until he wanted to, right? Yeah. But also, so if Steve is a time traveler. And, right, and we're which talking he is. About, he's a time traveler with immunity to paradox. Okay. Right, those are his powers, I sure. guess. So he is living whatever life he, his ideal life. He could just go back in Groundhog Day until he gets it right, no matter how many times he wants to do it. Next time. Right. And he could go inhabit a younger version of himself and then go back in time. So he's living oh, his so perfect his consciousness life. consciousness travels Yeah, time. his perfect life okay. is at his perfect age. Okay. This is how old he wants to be right now. So that's why he seems so calm and serene all the time is because he has the wisdom of the ancients. Mm-hmm. He's thousand. He just keeps jumping back to a previous... So he, like Moira X of House of X slash Powers of X, this is a comic book episode, has lived many lives already and has the wisdom of those lives. So why hasn't he stopped 9-11? He has, just not in our timeline. Mm-hmm. That's right, because he, keep, he keeps spinning off alternate timelines. Sure. So he can travel through dimensions too, I guess. The problem is he doesn't know he's spinning alternate timelines. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's going back to correct the past. He's okay. always in A, but he doesn't oh, okay. realize. Okay, okay, okay. So the world when he leaves, the world goes on without him. Yeah. I see what's When his consciousness on. travels back, he just uh. flops over. So he's basically God. But I mean, god of like god of a world like he can't do anything that is he's, undoable and he's god of his timeline because right. he can only jump back to right. his consciousness so, so he can, can change he can change anything that can be changed yes but he couldn't like make there no air on earth right he can jump back to 1950 when he was born he was born in 1970 i don't know <laughs> 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 so he could not make a super group with beethoven no he could not you're right i'm sorry nor jimmy hendrix nor the guy from sublime nor we- rivers cuomo <laughs> I feel like Jimi Hendrix. No, oh, Jimi Hendrix was dead by seventy. Me... Oh, Rivers Cuomo actually, he could. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure that would make a great pairing. I think Rivers Cuomo would love it. Yeah, absolutely. take me back to when I knew how to write songs. I want to go back to ninety-two. Uh, yeah. So Sonny, yes. I mean, I'm sure well, he's if, done it hundreds of times. If he wanted to, yeah. But then he's also not done it hundreds of times. So in our time, so he's not done it because in yeah. our timeline it would be done. Right. But he did it in timelines B through double Z. I guess, if this is the real Stephen Page in our timeline. Sure, he just hasn't gone back yet. Right, so when he goes back in time, the Stephen Page in the timeline that he leaves dies? Yeah. Just like the body... His consciousness leaves his body. Okay, so... So he goes brain dead. So Stephen Page is alive in our timeline. Yep, and will be... Thus, thus, he has not gone back and done it. Yes, right, exactly. So he may still prevent... So ours is... Ours is... The page we're looking at is Page Prime. It's always Page Prime. Yeah. Well, if the page you're looking at is page doesn't live any in any other universes yes. or any other dimensions because he exists only in one dimension. Yes. Anytime he leaves That's a dimension to go back in time, he dies. The page you're looking at is always page. Right, prime. right. So we're 
Exactly. If there was a Stephen Page. Yeah. Alternate universe didn't exist until Stephen Page jumped back. And this is why I hate time travel. <laughs> Sonny, I hope that answered your question. Oh, boy. It's like the prestige, <laughs> but with time travel. Ev. Hey, man. One for the books. No. Chris Hastings, Evan Dickin, Saker, <laughs> Dickin. <laughs> Can I, I like can I adopt still, your uh, last name? Yeah, sure. I like that you still are like think that like you're preserving any sort of anonymity. <laughs> I here. am not at right? all. It would take someone ten yep. seconds. Yep, sure would. Um, to find actually, out who you were. I do. When we sign up for it's all been done stuff, I do sign up as Saker Dickin. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> okay, you adopt mind. me, uh, even though it's not your last yeah. name anymore. Either. I would adopt you if you that's wanted. If you wanted to be part of my family, you could be part of my oh, family. Why? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Me and Lil Luki could be brothers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I would adopt. Like. I don't know you how, that, you how that even works legally. <laughs> like, we could adopt a, a, an adult adopting another adult. Yeah. Uh, that seems like something the conservatives would stop happening. Yeah, oh, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to stop you from adopting dogs or cats? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> um, you can review us on um, iTunes. We love reviews. And in fact, Evboy. Oh, God. <laughs> that's right, my friend. Sweet slappy goo goo. Sweet slappy doo doo. We have a review to read for you today. This review comes to us from Sunny Ravencourt. What? I truly did not mean to do this, but I hope it is the same, Sunny. Sunny, uh, five star review. Hi, Sunny. It says, how does this exist? I'm a former Canadian living in Iowa, and I grew up with BNL. I, as should be expected, was the singular fan amongst my friend base. I'm entirely unclear how I stumbled upon this, or why I bothered to download the first episode, or why I pressed play, but now that I have... Just in a fugue state. <laughs> just showed up on your podcatcher. I don't remember saying anything he's about the, He's this. the mass nudist. Uh, now that I have, I cannot say I regret it. The show had to have been started as a joke, but you can actually hear the podcasters start to become genuinely interested. Also, these guys must have inhaled magic beans or something, because they keep getting some of my favorite bigger name podcasters on for no explicable reason reason i know that this is a bizarre review but it's a bizarre show try it maybe if you're a lost canadian geek in a foreign country you'll enjoy it as much as i have five stars because fully naked is not an itunes rating option thank you sunny thank you i think fully naked is zero stars the stars are naked (laughs) oh yeah yeah because you you fill them in (laughs) or wait no maybe the the clear the clear stuff is their clothes so five stars you can't wear things that make you clear right but it's not clear it's white Right, it's the same color as the background, Ye- or red or green or whatever. But the when I look is. at it with a different background, it's a different color, which means it's clear. Not, see, I not- don't think so. Okay, <laughs> I think the stars are always white. <laughs> Evan Gaslight Dick, <laughs> I love it. It's okay. You're right. So thank you for giving us a fully naked review, because stars naturally are yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Duh! Uh, a huge inaudible shrug. Well, like <laughs> the, yeah. the uh, okay when you when we draw stars. Like when a cha- we draw, what do we, we draw? draw? <laughs> wow. No, it's a uh, it, so when we draw stars, when a little child draws a star, uh-huh. um, it's a it's yellow, right? It's, and it's colored in yellow, right? So that's a naked star. But he colored it in, unless the light is their clothes. <laughs> the bones are their money. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that to say. But beyond that, I don't know shit. Uh, you can get with us on Facebook. We are uh, Bin Done Pod on Facebook. You can get with us on Twitter <laughs> at Bin Done Pod. You can check us out on the Patreon uh, Discord or the uh, Orange Groves Discord. Support us on the Patreon, etc., etc. We have too many things to do at the end of the show. Ev, we don't have anything to do at the end of the show. You have a plug to do. What do you get to plug this week? Oh, ha, he, ha, host stars, I guess. Movies, movie stars, movie you know, stars. You know who needs more attention? Who's that? Movies. 
testing one. That's what this whole song was about. They don't need more attention. They need the eyes taken off of them. They need Here's to lose their eyes? My plug is Quantum and Woody, the new Valiant comic by Christopher Hastings. Coming out whenever he said it was coming out. <laughs> I forgot, but it was soon. So go to your local CBS, CBS. comic book shop. Whoa, is that what CBS means? CBS? Yeah, the... Does the television network stand for comic book shop? Probably. Local comic so. book shop. Um, Late night comic book. <laughs> oh my God. I At the concert during Brian Wilson, uh, Craig Northey held out the microphone to the audience to do ads. Late night record shop. <laughs> and I was so oh, happy. Okay. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. Bye. Bye. One week. blood-sucking babes. I'm Sahana. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of Summer Twilight Book Club, a podcast where two dumb bitches with social work degrees reread the four horniest books of their teenage years. If you're at all curious about any of the following, this is the podcast for you. Does Bella Swan have a car crash fetish? Yes, I am telling you right now the answer is yes. Does Stephanie Meyer understand healthy relationship boundaries? Has Bella Swan ever had a secure attachment in her life? How has Twilight impacted the societal and my personal conceptions of romance? Why does Stephanie Meyer Osahana and all other brown people reparations? Why is Edward Cullen so into edging? You can find Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegirls.com or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you access podcasts to find out.